The Retro Network Time Machine with Jason and Mickey is brought to you this week by Retro Days. Join the fun this week at retro-daze.org. Sign up for your free account and from there you can contribute articles, start a thread in the forum, and connect with other retro-minded people in the Retro Days community. And don't forget to check out the Retro Days YouTube channel featuring RD's Retro Detention. And by... Fun.com. Have the most fun this Christmas season by shopping at Fun.com. Find something for everyone on your list and save a little money with the Retro Network's 20% off promo link. First, click the link in today's show notes, which will take you to the Fun.com website. A banner will pop up showing that the Retro Network's 20% off promo is activated, which is good now through January 7th, 2022. Then the easy part. Start filling your shopping cart with all kinds of great gifts in the Fun.com store. Snag the holiday party favorite Ugly Christmas Sweaters, featuring themes like A Christmas Story, Caddyshack, The Matrix, Christmas Vacation, and many more. Next, pick some accessories, like the Mandalorian Grogu sneakers, Cobra Kai socks, a Looney Tunes backpack, and much more. Then top your shopping list off with some great retro decor, like Care Bears throw pillows, Power Rangers tiki mugs, and a Batman bed for your furry superhero. Once your shopping list is complete, take advantage of that 20% savings by buying yourself a little something this Christmas. Because that Wampa rug will look great under your Star Wars themed Christmas tree. Beat the holiday rush and start saving now at the one-stop shop for holiday cheer, fun.com. is a presentation of the Retro Network. Your vehicle to the past doesn't need roads or even 1.21 gigawatts. It's the Retro Network Time Machine with Jason and Mickey! The Retro Network Time Machine is back, ready to head back to the past. Your pilots on this journey are Jason and Mickey, the uh, usual suspects, I'll say. How was your Thanksgiving, man? Uh, It was low-key this year. It was good. I yeah. enjoyed it, but it was low-key. Did you get to cook all you wanted? I did. It was the easiest Thanksgiving I've ever cooked. And that's not because we had less people or anything. I still made the same stuff and the same amount of stuff. It just flowed easier this year. Very nice. I actually got to take a nap on Thanksgiving while cooking. <laughs> you uh, you sucking down that bottle of wine, weren't you? I was, yeah. but I didn't have that afternoon nap hangover like I had that one time before. Oh, okay. Glad you uh, kept it low key. Those are good. No pressure, you know, just cook and go about your day as, as it kind of comes to you, you know? Mm-hmm. I think I figured out why though, because. My daughter was working this year on Thanksgiving, so it was about the latest dinner we had had, and I couldn't figure mm-hmm. out how long. So I had a couple extra hours, so I think that's what made it so easy this year. No rush. So the grocery store was open all day on Thanksgiving? Till three. She worked till three. Okay. Yeah, I think the places that were open really Thanksgiving were like the big ones, Walmart. But that was nice they didn't do the uh, Black Friday thing, like you said. Mm-hmm. Kind of interrupt that day. Well, Target announced they would never again be open on Thanksgiving. So that was nice too. Get on them. Glad to see these companies 
coming to their senses. Yeah. If we get a positive out of this whole COVID thing of the last two years, maybe that's something out of it. Companies realize the work home balance and family life uh, is important to people. Yeah. So you in uh, full Christmas mode yet? I wish I was. Uh, I'm just not, not yet too busy at work and too much going on around here at home. And it's, uh, like I said, you off the air, the tree's not up. I've not bought the first present. It's, it's, uh, going to be one of those years. I'm afraid I have watched a Christmas movie though. Well, I guess we'll talk about it in after hours though. Okay. Maybe you'll, uh, hit the Chinese uh, restaurant on Christmas day. <laughs> well, we've done that before. Know. The one here in town is not worth hitting on a random Tuesday, let alone a Christmas dinner. So <laughs> we had a, I think a two year running when we went down to Florida to visit my in-laws when they were in uh, St. Pete and there was a really nice, I think it, well, it was mishmash cause it wasn't all Chinese food. I think it was Chinese and maybe Japanese or vietnamese anyway they would come around and they had the little silver trays and everything on the cart and you just kind of picked up what you wanted and we went out two years in a row on christmas day and uh man it was awesome so little nod to a christmas story there yeah we've been watching uh uh, christmas movies just about every night and specials and i've seen i think home alone like three times now (laughs) (laughs) once in preparation for our recent drive-in, which was really fun, but I watched it. uh, It was the very first one we watched as a family this year. And except for my oldest boy who was off doing something else. And then I think two nights ago, he's like, are we going to watch home alone this year? I was like, we already did. Well, I'm going to watch it again. So he threw it on and I don't know. It's almost been like in the background, this whole, last week (laughs) but yeah we uh we've been exploring some christmas stuff and got our tree up have not done the uh griswold house yet haven't put any lights on outside the little girl has a i don't like the blow up lawn ornaments i don't either but my damn family's obsessed with them (laughs) well you probably have more than i do we just have i think two one is a unicorn, which the little girl had to have uh, a couple years ago. But I would just prefer the uh, nice spotlights and lights on the trees and bushes and everything. We have a nice long privacy fence that runs along the road. And a lot of times we'll throw lights on that too. and Little things like that. So I don't usually go too all out. Definitely not. Uh, I'm not up on the roof, you know, with the staple gun. <laughs> well, around there, the roof of our front deck, I've got the, these rope lights that we use as lights mm-hmm. uh, instead of the light in the middle of the porch. It draws all the bugs and stuff. Well, they're remote controlled, so you can change the colors and mix colors and stuff. So it's really easy for me to decorate. Instead of the white lights, I just change yeah. them to alternating red and green. I'm like, yep, Merry Christmas. Flip of a switch (laughs) or change it to orange and purple for Halloween and Uh and, uh, pastels for Easter for a day or two. And (laughs) pretty easy to do. You've got those lights, like the string lights that you can attach to the the back of your TV to give you a little bit of backlighting there. So Mm -hmm. I like to do that too. I'm watching movies, make it green if it's Christmas or. Well, you've heard me talk about the movie theater. 
Uh-huh. We put the LED light bulbs in the ceiling fan in that room that are controlled like that. So we can set the whole mood in the room. I can color the whole room a dark purple or a dark blue because it'll be the only lights we use in there when we're in the mm-hmm. theater. And just enough to see your feet. It's almost like a movie theater when you're walking. And, or, you know, um, the one Christmas movie I have watched, we turn them onto a dark red in the room lit the whole room up with the slightly red, dark red glow and pretty nice. Yeah, that's fun. We've got to set the mood, you know, we just, uh, started building fires in our fireplace, uh, <laughs> last week or so when my dad visited, he always brings down a load of wood, that good PA wood, as he calls it and <laughs> helps us out. Usually it's like half a truckload and then it'll last us the whole winter, you know, down here in the South, but. I did, uh, my wife found me last year, like at the tail end of the winter season, a KFC log, which I had burnt one a little bit before that. It was okay, but I still have one kind of saved up. (laughs) So I plan to burn one of those again this year at some point. Anyway, yes, very much in the, uh, the Christmassy spirit. And we've got a couple shows the next couple of weeks we can tease people with next week is our big Sears wish book episode. And we're going to invite Mr. Chad young back from the horror movie barbecue as we normally do. And we're going to go through another Sears wish book. I can't wait. I've already already been digging through. Uh, (laughs) I got to get started. I've 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 already went through it in the last 30 days. I went through, we're going to do the 1991 edition. I've went through it from cover to cover within the last 30 days for other reasons. Now I got to go back through it looking for stuff for this. So Yeah. And it's long, it's like 800 pages. Yeah. It's a big one. So I think I made it through about the first half <laughs> and I've been taking notes, little funny things. And one thing I'm going to do this year is everybody's going to buy a present for each other. So I'm going to buy a present for Mickey, Mickey for Chad, Chad for me. And just kind of flipping through there and seeing, you know, kind of shopping for other people, not just yourself too. Like, (laughs) like we should be doing or or did do back in the day. So that's going to be fun for next week. And then on the 20th, we will drop our Christmas rumble episode. So if you have not yet, uh, if you're in the VIP lounge, I, I left some over there last night, just kind of riffing off the top of my head. And you want to hit us up on, Social media at TRN Social, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Just tag us and give us some rumbles for Christmas, specifically Christmas themed. Can be oh. specials, or I did some a, a couple food ones, I think, and movies. And in addition to that, feel free to throw toy matchups in there because toys are a big part of Christmas. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Well, I've earmarked some on our retro rumble list already. Okay. So, yeah. Well, get those in, so uh, we'll be doing that right before that week of Christmas, the 20th, when we drop that episode, and then we'll probably take the 27th off. We'll be spending time with our family like we did, and uh, I think I'm going to take, well, we got Christmas Eve off in our work, and I know we've got family coming in that weekend, too, so I'll probably be stringing up the lights then (laughs) Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, so we'll take that week between Christmas and New Year's off. We'll 
come back at you uh, the first of the year with the new episodes. So we really appreciate you guys uh, listening and the feedback we've gotten on Retro Rumble has been great and truly appreciate that. So, well, uh, having said that, I think it's time we're going to do round six tonight, aren't we? Yep. If you say so. If that's <laughs> no, I mean, we're doing a rumble, but I couldn't tell you. I mean, it's been now. Yeah, I think this is we counting Thanksgiving is round five. This is round six that we've done Retro Rumble. So looking forward to this all random tonight. Unless you've got some that you earmarked uh, new ones that came in, but I think the majority of it's going to be random. Yep. Well, let's jump in the time machine. We're going to rumble in the past. All right. We are back uh, floating around in the uh, retro rumble ring. And uh, Mickey's going to throw some picks at us. All right. Let me give it a spin here. Ooh, this one brought to you by me. It's a wrestling themed one. NWO versus Degeneration X. What was your Mm. favorite faction? Well, in its initial run... I would definitely say the NWO because that's pretty much what got me back into wrestling at that point, watching uh, WCW Nitro and about when, let's see, my freshman year of college was 96. So we were right in uh, the start of the NWO. So I definitely the NWO back then. And then my rewatch that I did what last year or two years ago, whenever the house show joined the network and got me back into that Monday night war era, I was mainly watching the Raws cause I had never really watched those before. We were mainly flipping over to raw when the two were up against each other. So I missed a lot of that and kind of, uh, appreciated DX a little bit more. Than uh, the NWO, but I think I'm still leaning towards the NWO overall. Well, being a NWA guy for all those years and a WCW guy, I hated the NWO more for what was going on behind the scenes than on camera. But uh, I never could get into the NWO. I never thought they were the, the cool guys or any of that. The Generation X, when it started, when it was just Sean and Triple H, was okay. But it wasn't until the night after WrestleMania 14 when they added X-Pac and uh, the New Age Outlaws mm-hmm. and Sean was gone. You know, that was yeah. the DX that I really liked in China, of course. When they brought the NWO back to WWE, when it first came, Hogan Hall and Nash was okay. But then when they watered it down, it was Shawn Michaels and Triple H and Booker T and gold dust was trying to be a member in the big show and, eh, you know, but same thing about DX when they came back their last run with mm-hmm. Sean and triple H, but the glory days of, uh, triple H X Pac, the outlaws in China, that was pretty good, pretty good little stable there. I'd go with that version of DX over any version of the NWO. Yeah, that's definitely the, the, the best version of that. 
going back and watching, I didn't really care for the Shawn Michaels angle and Rick Rude. I think Rick Rude jumped over to the NWO, didn't he? Or mm-hmm. how did that go? Yeah. Yeah. Any anyway. And then they made fun of him, you know. I, I that's what I loved about DX. Once those guys left, they <laughs> they were totally making fun of him and everything. And they didn't really, you know, give a crap. I will say going back and watching the Nitros, I watched a good, I don't know, probably two years worth. The storylines, yeah, they were total crap. Mm-hmm. And I did not go farther than the Kevin Nash lay down to give Hogan the title back. I was oh, like, all right, I'm done. January, this is this is stupid. January 4th, 1999. Finger poke of doom, which you can read all about on the Retro Network. Kevin covered it in depth in an article mm-hmm. looking back on it on its, I don't know what it would have been, 20th anniversary. It's been two years ago, I guess. I think so. I think yeah. you're right. So just search finger poke of doom on the retro network.com. Yeah. I was like, you, uh, cause I was huge into the red and black when they split off and then trying to put it all back. I was like, no, that doesn't work. Yeah. took all that time to split them off and start their own stories. And then you just throw it all away. But anyway, <clears throat> let's give her another spin here. Ooh, Karen bringing the fire here. Karen Flieger, the Retro Network. E.T. versus Alf. (laughs) I'm an Alf guy all day long. I watched E.T. in school. I couldn't tell you. Probably when it first came out on VHS. That was a big deal back then. Mm -hmm. I've never watched it since. Yeah. I didn't care for it then. Maybe as an adult now, I would appreciate it more. But I loved Alf. Never missed an episode. Matter of fact, one of the first things in my life I can remember saving money for was the big Alf stuffed animal. I've still got it. It's in the top of the closet in the bedroom. <laughs> With the talk box or just the? No, just the yeah. big stuffed Alf. Uh, I, I was a big Alf fan back then. Show don't really hold up as well for me these days, but I never was big into E.T. I was always into Alf. E.T. is one movie that's guaranteed to make me cry. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know what it is about it. I've, I've enjoyed it over the years. We never, I don't think we ever owned it. I did have a VHS copy, though, for a while, because I remember it had the like green end to it, because <laughs> mm-hmm. it just stuck out from all the other VHS copies. And I do enjoy the movie. Uh, I was into it somewhat. You know, as a kid, I remember eating uh, E.T. vitamins and I, for the <laughs> longest time I saved the vitamin bottle because he's he's like hugging it. It's like wrapped around him. And I saved that to store little things in after I was done. But I was huge into Alf. Alf was everywhere. The show, I, I never missed an episode. I enjoyed the cartoon series. I had the uh, ALF video game on my Sega Master System. (laughs) I had the ALF with the talk box. I don't anymore. The Burger King puppets. Oh, yes. The surfer, the rock star, Mm -hmm. the biker. I just picked up uh, the surfer at RetroCon this year. Surfer, biker, rock star. What was the fourth one? The baseball. 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 Yeah. Yeah, that's the other one that I have. 
Alf trading cards. Well, E.T. had trading cards, too, but Alf had, like, two series of trading cards. He had more than that. Was it? Have you ever seen the United States of Alf stickers? Mm, I've seen them, but I've never, like, owned any. Yeah, they're they're better to say you own them unopened than to actually open them and look at them. (laughs) 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 The magic's gone when you open the pack. Yeah, I, I understand that. There are a few episodes of Alf that I I really love, but I think you're right. the The luster faded pretty quickly uh, on this on the series, and it's become just more of uh, '80s culture. Oh, you remember that? Yeah, you know, hardly any, anybody goes back and watches it, except for my buddy Wyatt. He just <laughs> will binge that whole series. But I, like I said, I do. There are some some episodes that I can really remember watching in its initial run. And I remember the one where he tried to eat the cat. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's about like everyone. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. And he steals the car. I remember that episode. Um, There's some other good ones The the Halloween party where he just glues the zipper on himself, you know, (laughs) and (laughs) stuff like that. Uh, It made it, uh, made it funny for, kid viewing but as an adult I, th- I think you're right it's not as easy to go through the whole series no all right let's give her another spin here ken spalding our newest vip ken spalding thank you very much ken for supporting what we do here at the retro network and and the uh, 1991 Wax Pack Flashback football giveaway winner that oh. I snuck in there at the very last episode. I had three packs left from what I opened, and he was the one that uh, entered, and I picked him. It was the well, I just said first person to email me <laughs> gets these, <laughs> and it was Ken. So, and he just put the uh, picture up in the VIP lounge today. I sent him three packs. One of my uh, flashback packs that I made And then I had a little uh, I think it was a Justice League Digest that I found recently So threw a couple other little things in there for him So thank you Ken Alright from Ken Ooh, Nirvana versus Pearl Jam That's a no brainer for me Nirvana all the way Yeah, Not that I uh, didn't like Pearl Jam I just Something about Nirvana's songs and the lyrics uh, got to me way more than any of the other grunge alternative, any of those bands wrapped up in that whole mm-hmm. era. So I, I'm not a huge Nirvana fan, but there are two or three of their songs. Come as you are is one that I just am over the moon for. And Pearl Jam has some pretty good ones. That, that whole 10 album is great. I remember, uh, buying that cd i don't think i ever i've got the nirvana unplugged but i don't think i ever owned one of their regular albums i was gonna say you see people make these lists online you know you're stuck on the desert island you have five albums whatever and you know i'm a big johnny cash Waylon, and willie guy Mm -hmm. but one of those five albums if i was in that situation would be nirvana's unplugged album yeah that is uh, fantastic from start to finish 
I'm more, I guess, more of a fan of if you are in that Seattle area. I'm more of a Soundgarden fan than either of those two. Mm-hmm. I was huge in the Soundgarden and the uh, the Temple of the Dog album, which combined Soundgarden and Pearl Jam people. That's really great too. So, I mean, Nirvana was so impactful at that time and. One that we really should talk about, maybe is in the list, is Nirvana versus Foo Fighters. Um, I think that I think is it's in, in there somewhere. Yeah. yeah, we'll come to it eventually, I'm sure. Five, four, three, two, Next from your friend, my friend, all our friends, Tiny. Ooh, Tiny knows how to get to me with his questions. <laughs> Big Mac versus the Whopper. That's a big one, man. Yeah. What's the last one you ate? Whopper. Just had a, like an hour and a half ago. I had a Big Mac yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Only because those bastards took away the McRib already. Mm. <laughs> that lasted for a month. And I guess we're lucky we get that anymore. But Well, the supply chain, Jason, you know, it's... Hell, some poor kids even had to get them on a regular hamburger bun, not even a McRib bun. <laughs> yes. That was <laughs> insane. And I knew that restaurant in particular is just notorious for being the worst service. And, you know, we've waited in line 20 minutes for four hot fudge Sundays. I mean, how hard can that be? But, well, they, let, yeah, me, so- <laughs> let me interrupt. Let me interrupt. Okay. When we get to after hours, just remind me so I don't forget. I have a Burger King rant. Okay. Okay. So, go ahead. <laughs> anyway, what Mickey was referring to is my son went off to get a McRib. I think this was before Thanksgiving, maybe that week of Thanksgiving. Got one after waiting in line and gets it home. And it's on a hamburger bun. So half of the patty is sticking out. It's still in the McRib box, but it looks like uh, a hamburger has a long tongue. You know, <laughs> it was, it was crazy. He was so, uh, he was so upset. I was like, just go on social media and start tagging McDonald's, you know, whatever. Anyway, I, I don't know. Cause there's days where I, will crave a Whopper versus a Big Mac. And they're, you know, they're unique in that you've got the special sauce, you've got the Thousand Island sauce, whatever, on the Big Mac. And you got the two patties. The Whopper, you can get however you want it. How do you like your Whopper? Uh, Everything but onions. Yeah, I usually do no onions, heavy pickles. Mm, I don't so, go with the heavy pickles. I like pickles, but I don't go with heavy pickles. Mm-hmm. Not that. Uh, patty versus patty. It's Burger King. I love the flame broiled taste of the patty, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like I the uniqueness that. of the Big Mac too. So I don't know. I don't. I don't I'm stumped. What's your answer? This is another one of those rare ones that I would call a push because I like them both exceptionally well for what each one is, but I think they're so different. It's like apples and oranges to me. And it is kind of like 
I was saying too. And I think about what else I'm going to get there when I'm there, which is kind of the <laughs> the opposite of what the question is, just the burger versus burger. Because mm-hmm. I mean, like, I, I would prefer McDonald's fries, so I would give the edge to McDonald's. But we're not comparing the two restaurants. It's just the burgers. So. Gun to my head. Nostalgia would tell me Big Mac because I've got some great stories of me and mom on Saturday afternoons going to get Big Macs. But just for pure taste, I'd go with Whopper. Uh, I'm going to have to agree. <laughs> People are probably like, when are they going to disagree on something? But <laughs> I don't know. We have a lot. Well, of we might taste. just disagree here right now. Five, four, three, two, one. From our follower on Twitter, Chad Droz, at Chad underscore Droz. He, he brings some good ones, too. Tecmo Bowl versus NBA Jam. I played more Tecmo Bowl over the I years. Played, I played more NBA Jam. Okay. Tecmo Bowl was a fine football game for its time, but there's been so many better. When Madden come along, it changed the football video game experience forever. And Tecmo Bowl and games like that no longer were fun. We're on the flip side. I still would prefer NBA Jam over any modern basketball game. <laughs> Give me the two players, Duncan getting on fire, Turbo passing it back and forth, tournament mode. I take that every day. Yeah, I I had people, friends of mine that had NBA Jam, and I don't know, it was just more of a novelty to me because every time we would play, it's like, all right, what code are we going to put in? Who do you want to be? Do you want to be Bill Clinton? Do you want to be the – Phoenix gorilla. What do you want to be? You know? <laughs> and so it, I never really had competition with it. It was more of a novelty where I know when we would get together and play Tecmo ball, everybody when that was the getting, Raiders. Well, yeah, but you still <laughs> had some pretty decent, uh, Christian Okoye was a, a poor man's <laughs> Bo Jackson, but you know, there was times where we'd be like, all right, no Raiders, no Bo Jackson. So, and you, you're picking whatever your more of your favorite teams versus just the actual players. But I think that's the first, or at least one of the first that had the licensed players on there too. So you got at the actual people, which made it a lot more fun than like bases loaded, which had like, you know, fake names, fake teams, and uh, even double dribble. And, and most of your NHL games, you know, the blades of steel, those were all fake people fake teams you know mm-hmm. that was a big deal when you got the actual players on the game and i think that's what made tecmo bowl whatever you want to call it the granddaddy of football games because it got the real players in there hmm. well i'm still going with nba jam <laughs> <laughs> well i'm gonna stay with tecmo bowl so there's one we disagree on all righty spin the wheel make the deal here Oh, one of our biggest supporters in more way than one. Tony from Retro Days. Heathcliff versus Garfield. Yeah, no contest. It's Garfield. No, it's Heathcliff. (laughs) No way, man. Yes. You're serious. Uh, I'm serious. Now, let me preface this and say that uh, comic strip, it's Garfield all day long. But the Heathcliff and the Cadillac Cats version of the cartoon, I enjoyed so much more than the Garfield cartoon. Uh, take take out the specials. 
you know, like Christmas, the summer vacation. Why, why do I got to take them out? No, no, I'm saying I put those for me. I'm saying okay. those are better than any of them. The Garfield Paradise Christmas. Well, because those were specials. Heathcliff was the regular series. I like that regular series better than the Garfield regular series. And again, it comes from point in time. Heathcliff and the Cadillac Cats, I was watching at a younger age than Garfield. I was, and you probably were too, because we're around the same age. Garfield was around pretty close to the cutoff time of watching cartoons, at least back then, that part in our life. You're, uh, it ain't cool and hip to be watching cartoons on Saturday. Nowadays, I'd like nothing better than to sit around on Saturday and watch cartoons. <laughs> but I don't know. Heathcliff and the Cadillac Cats. I, I really dug the Cadillac Cats. So, And I didn't not like Heathcliff. But I, I don't know. I was just wrapped around Garfield from day one. And even the Garfield and Friends show where you got Garfield and you got the U.S. Acres crew, too. I loved those guys, those characters even as much as Garfield and Odie and John. So in the specials, I mean, that just elevates it so much more ahead of Heathcliff. I, I don't, I don't think it's competition there, <laughs> but just for the fact, if it's the overall character. Yeah. I mean, they were similar in that they were mischievous and all that, but I don't Garfield was your fat cat and he, uh, I don't know. He had the cool voice too, you know, Lorenzo mm -hmm. music that did, you know, his voice and was, uh, I think he was Peter on the real ghostbusters. And I don't know. I loved it. I loved his voice too on the, on the cartoon. So I only watched Heathcliff. I think it was on USA cartoon express or maybe was it on Nickelodeon at some point? I don't know. It seemed like an afternoon show to me. I watched it on uh, way back when, before I had cable, it was on our local Fox affiliate in the afternoons. Yeah. So who knows? It could, could have been a one-off. Maybe my local yeah. Fox station was the only one that carried it at that point. In time. It seemed like know. a USA cartoon express show for me, but I just like Garfield. I, I collect the books, you know, the, of the mm -hmm. comic strips. And I don't think we went as far as having one of the Garfield, plushies on our car window but <laughs> i had a poster on my bedroom door for the longest time that was just him with like these bug eyes that said well duh that was me to a t right there <laughs> that was like my saying so why it can uh, be my uh witness on that one all right let's give her a spin here Ooh, nope, nope. Saving that one for Christmas. Okay. I'll give people a tease. Adam at the Retro Network wants us to debate Heels versus Sears Wishbook. So we'll save that one for the Christmas rumble. Give us time to think mm, about holy it. Holy crap, that's going to take the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can't get into that one right now. Uh, Jeff. From the Retro Network, NFL or college football? Mm. I would, I mean, you know, 
Super Bowl aside, there's nothing better than bowl season to me. Bowl season is just you get these kind of interesting matchups that you don't get throughout the year. And there's, you know, weird <laughs> the toilet bowl, whatever. I, you know, it's just these weird uh, bowls that they got now. I, it's kind of diminished over the years, I think, the luster of it. But even, I don't know, 10 years ago, before the probably before the playoff, bowl season and, and going to a bowl felt like it meant something, no matter if you were playing for a championship or not. It was still that kind of that last chance to end your season on a good note. And usually somebody that's totally outside of your conference that you would, you know, your, your teams haven't got together in 20 years. And that was at the last bowl game, <laughs> whatever that they meant. But I've really and do really enjoy bowls. And you know, it's being around the, the holiday season too. So you mix a little Christmas stuff movies with uh some college football and i think that's uh that's gonna be my pick the mid 90s i got more into nfl than college football the re-rise of the 49ers steve young you know winning in 94 and stuff the rivalry with the cowboys back then nfl just piqued my interest more than college but for the longest time you being in the South and you'll appreciate this. You live in the South people outside of the South, Southeast, especially don't see it as much, but college football really is a way of life in the South. It's your religion. Uh, some, well, some people's religion. <laughs> you can take the New York giants and the New York jets and they can play anybody and the coaches shake hands, middle of the field or whatever. Two sec teams play. Each coach has to have two state troopers escorting them to keep the fans off of and stuff. We revere everything about these college teams in the South and all the colleges nationwide. They all have such a rich traditions and pageantry involved in college football. Just there's hundreds of them, like just the whole pageantry behind the Rose bowl and the prestige that that used to have in the forties and fifties and sixties. And well, all the way up through the eighties, you can't top that with anything in the NFL super bowl included. I don't think, but the current state of college football has really turned me off. And you're talking about bowl games since the BCS started. And especially now that the playoffs are here, bowls mean increasingly less every year. Yeah. So if you don't make the playoff, you know, there was a point in time when you wanted to play in one of the big four bowls, sugar bowl, cotton bowl, orange bowl, rose bowl, fiesta bowl to an extent, but you had to be voted national champion. So you may be number three going to the Fiesta Bowl to play number one. And you may be number two going to the Sugar Bowl to play number four. You didn't know until those games were done who was going to be voted champion based on who won and who looked better in a win yeah. or whatever. Now that we have the playoff, it's a set determination. There's no voting, there's no conjecture to it. And if you're not in the playoff, what are your aspirations for a bowl? I get it from a school in a conference perspective because the bigger bowl equals bigger money payouts, and bigger TV payouts and stuff. Right. But if you're a player, and I had this conversation just yesterday at work, if we're not making the playoff, let me say I'm uh, Oklahoma, right? I would be asking the coach, hey, coach, uh, I know the uh, Liberty Bowl there uh, <laughs> wants us to come play 
I ain't really feeling Memphis in January. Can we decline everything until we get invited to the Bahamas bowl, you know, which is one of the le- one of the least bowls. But if I'm a student and I can't play for the national title, let's go to the Aloha bowl in Hawaii. Let's go to the Las Vegas bowl. Let's go to the Bahamas bowl. Yeah, let's def- go to a vacation here, coach. Let's not yeah. waste our time going to Philadelphia for the armed forces bowl, you know, December 30th. Who wants to go play in 10 degree weather right. when we could go play in Hawaii? So, yeah, I'm with you on that. There are definitely destinations that are a lot better than others. What's the one they, they still do the one at Yankee stadium, the pinstripe bowl, pinstripe bowl. I don't know that. I I thought that would have been fun to, to play there, but there's the whole argument now with, you know, players. Well, if this game is meaningless and we're only in it here to make the school money, why am I risking injury to play in it as well? couple of years you've seen some of these high draft picks who sit out yeah. high draft picks set out so yeah i don't like the way it's going i don't like the transfer portal i think the players should be compensated above and beyond the old argument always was well they're getting a free education from one of the top schools in the land and that has merit to a point but at the same time those kids scholarships does not cost anything near what they're bringing in yeah. to those schools by being on that field and playing. Now, whether that compensation means they're free to do whatever they want to with their likeness that just started and the free tuition and all that, that's fine. The transfer portal, uh, I'll be setting for a year here. Nah, I'm transferring over here this year. Um, it's becoming too much of a professional sport. And I just feel like in the long run, it's going to be that pageantry and tradition. I was just talking about that takes the big hit from it, that uh, we will start to lose all of that stuff. Yeah. Well, and that's, I think that's the major statistic against the NFL is how many fans are coming to NFL games? Are are they getting a hundred thousand and, you know, in the stadium? No. You know, like not to say that their fans aren't passionate. I mean, I I don't know. I haven't. I don't watch a lot of the you know like Cowboys. You know that huge stadium they have. Are they filling that stadium? Probably not. Well, you but, look at a team like Ole Miss, where if the team wins on Saturday, all the players get free haircuts at the local barber shop. That's a tradition that goes back to the forties. And after the game, a lot of the players will walk down the main street to get their haircut and the fans follow them down there. And it's a big party. All these tailgate traditions, uh, Neyland's Navy there in Knoxville in Tennessee coming in on all the boats on the lake, uh, the Clemson fans on the lake, watching the game on their pontoon boats outside of the stadium. <laughs> There's so many traditions in college football that don't exist in the pros that, uh, it just. I don't know what the future holds, which what my pick would be five years from now, but looking at the history of the two sports, I would say college football is my favorite based on everything up till now. And you go to a state college game, you can step on three cow patties before you get to the stadium. Can you do that in the NFL? No. Well, I don't know. There's a bunch of turds in the NFL. too. <laughs> so, all right, let's roll the dice here again. This one is from you, from Jason. 
Candy cigarettes, chalk versus gum. That's a <laughs> no brainer for me. That chalk tastes so damn good. <laughs> you, you got more too in the box, at least if yes. I'm remembering right. Of course, uh, that meme I put on Twitter there a long time ago. Sometimes the stress of being a kid would get to me and I'd chain eat a whole box. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the gum ones just because you get that one little puff that made you look cool. But after you had the thing in your mouth for like two minutes, the paper gets all wet and then it starts sticking to the gum. And yeah, it's not good for just leaving in your mouth and, you know, acting cool. The chalk ones are a lot easier, but they should have made chalk ones that are the size of an actual cigarette. That would be the bomb. Yes. So I'll lean towards the chalk ones on that one. How many more are we going to do? I don't know. We've been blabbing a lot tonight. How about uh, maybe one or two more? Because I got one here. I just rolled on. It's from Stacy. She's been closing out the show lately, and this is a good one to close it on. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to hold it, but I'll uh, I'll roll one more here and see what we come up with. Five, four, three, two, one. Karen. Second one from Karen tonight. Mickey Mouse versus Bugs Bunny. I mean, come on. <laughs> Actually, even though I was named after Mickey Mouse, Bugs Bunny's uh, library of work, I think, is superior to Mickey Mouse's. You were named after Mickey Mouse? I was. Seriously, yes. Hmm. When I was born, my brother was eight years old, and he was a big Disney Mickey Mouse fan. And I went three days without a name. My parents couldn't decide. And the whole time he's in the background, let's name him Mickey Mouse, name him Mickey Mouse. And they finally just said, all right, (laughs) (laughs) we can't think of anything better. So that's funny. I was, I was named after Mickey Mouse, but I've always preferred the Bugs Bunny cartoons with the exception of Mickey's Christmas Carol. (laughs) My oldest wanted to name uh, his younger brother, Pickleless Bottom. Pickleless Bottom. Yeah, I, don't I was know listening that to a podcast from. today, and they had a letter from a guy named something something Smallcocks, and I was like, "My God, how, <laughs> yeah, would you he not must been berated in school? Yeah. Would you not just change your last name as a family if your family's name was Smallcocks?" <laughs> Good gosh, Uh man, for just a straight up character and their personality, uh, Bugs Bunny all the way. I just loved his his personality and messing with people. And, you know, he was the your non-traditional cartoon character than Mickey Mouse is, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Mickey's Christmas Carol. Oh, I have to watch that every year. I don't know. You might want to... A better matchup would be, the, you know, including the whole supporting cast. But now, Looney Tunes... While we think of them all being interconnected, they weren't, whereas Disney characters were. So if you're talking the whole cast of characters, you've got to be careful with that line of thinking. But I would still take Looney Tunes over Disney characters. Yeah, I I guess I probably would too. Um, Little tangent here. Besides the main ones, besides your Bugs and your Daffy and all that, your favorite character in Looney Tunes? Uh, For the longest time, it was Marvin the Martian. It's a good pick. I'd go with Foghorn Leghorn. Boy, I said boy. Yeah. 
with Wiley Coyote being a very, very close second. There is a, if you can do a good foghorn, you're awesome. If you do a bad foghorn, like there's a local radio like commercial that did. I get. Yeah, like I just did. Yeah, it's like nails on a chalkboard to me, though. So <laughs> I have the first Looney Tunes um, Golden Edition. Was it the Golden Edition? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the four disc set, the first one they released way back when. And the third disc in that set is all the ancillary characters. It's Roadrunner, Coyote, and mm-hmm. Foghorn Leghorn, Marvin the Martian, Michigan J Frog. That third disc is so good. Mm-hmm. It is so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was I was huge into Marvin the Martian. I had a keychain on my first car, my first set of keys. I had a Marvin the Martian keychain. I still have an, uh, a Christmas ornament that I've kept over the years of him in his little spaceship. So I have a Christmas ornament set that I've kept all these years. That is all the different characters from Mickey's Christmas Carol. They all have their own individual ornament. Nice. Not like a round ornament with them painted on it, like a action figure type ornament. Cool. Yeah. So I did a bad foghorn. I'll, I'll do a bad Marvin. Um, My Illudium Pew 36 explosive space modulator. Well, that wasn't so bad. Okay. It wasn't too bad at all. <laughs> well, we're going to let Stacy close it out here. This is not like the normal Stacy hard matchup thing. Uh, God, at least I hope it's not for you. Um, but it's just very retro-y. You know, it gets me right in the feels. Bo and Luke versus Coy and Vance. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh... Was it one season that they did? One season. Just just one season. Mm-hmm. And what was the whole premise up to that? Were they striking over their contracts or something? Mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't remember. I don't know that striking is the word, but they wanted a cut of the merchandising. Um, okay. John Schneider and Wopat did. Yeah. And the uh, producer of the show at the time said, I don't think so. Said, I get any two pretty boys to play these roles. And Bo and Luke were like, okay, go for it, big guy. So when they finally realized their mistake, they came back and they gave them a huge increase in salary and the percentage of the, the uh, merchandise. Yeah, because the, the, the show nearly went off the air, right? <laughs> they were making an absolute fortune off licensing Dukes of Hazzard Oh, gosh. Stuff. It would, did not hurt them a bit to cut. And they actually, Bo and Luke went to bat, not only for their sales, but for everybody else on the show. They negotiated... Mm-hmm. everybody to get a cut of the merchandising not just them so yeah that was a very good thing the uh now that being said that season though had both episodes of the mean green machine in it those were coy and vance episodes not Bo and luke episodes uh, hmm. some good huey hogg episodes in that season as well so the season That's itself a- had some merit but as characters mm-hmm. they sucked yeah. Meat missiles. <laughs> I think it was funny. Uh, I don't know which one is which. Which one had the dark hair? Was that Coy or Vance? Uh, Vance, I think. He I is in. He is in uh, Liar Liar. The woman that uh, she had an affair with that Jim Carrey's trying to defend. And so every time I go there and I see his face. 
it's not Dukes of Hazard. I'm thinking about it's his little bit part in that movie. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, obviously there's no there's no competition here, but I I don't remember many of those episodes that they were in for obvious reasons because they were only around for one season. So I said some of the episodes were memorable. I just would have loved to have seen how much better they were with Bo and Luke versus the main green machine and stuff. And did they ever run those coin Vance ones in like syndication? Cause I don't uh, remember. Like it yeah, seems I'm sure like they did. I'm sure they did. It just seems like that. I only saw those episodes when I was little watching the show. I know in and the late nineties, when TNN started running Dukes of hazard, they showed them there. Okay. Oh, TNN. Rest in peace. That was a great network. Back when it was still the Nashville network. Right, right, right. Before the national network. And then yeah. the TV and Monster Trucks and uh, Crook and Chase every night, buddy. Crook and Chase, yep. <laughs> Country music tonight, the Grand Ole Opry, <laughs> the Porter Wagner show. Good gosh. Dukes of Hazard. Man. Which TNN, I think, exists again now. Really? I think so. Anyway. That was a fun one to end on, though. Yes, I thought so, too. That's why when I come across it, I saved it. Stacy the Closer does mm. it again. So All I right. the first lady of the Retro Network. But, hey, folks, if you're listening, if you got matchups for Jason and I, you can hit us up on Twitter at TRN Social or, I guess, on our Facebook page or Instagram like Ken Spalding does. Mm. Send us a message. Just run us down some versus matchups, especially you got two weeks, well, about a week and a half from the time you hear this to drop any Christmassy ones you want us to cover. And like I tell everybody, if it's your first time submitting suggestions, I guarantee at least one of your suggestions will make it in that week's episode. The rest of them go into the randomizer with all the others. I don't know how many we have left. We had 240 or 234, 243 the last time we've done this so we got a lot in the randomizer but i'll get one of yours in immediately okay all right well let's jump back in the time machine we're going to head back to the present day and see what's coming up in our after hour show for our vips We hope you enjoyed our rumble through time. Like Mickey said, if you got a matchup you want us to chime in on, especially your Christmas matchups, at TR and Social on Twitter. We're uh, on Facebook. You can hit me up on Messenger there and send me a DM on Instagram, like Mickey said Ken was doing. So whichever one is your favorite, just hit me up there. Give me two or three if it's just a, a few that's on the top of your head. doesn't have to be a long list. We'll get them in the randomizer and get you set up for the next week and uh we've got another show coming up tonight after hours we missed last week our vip's got a early listen of the home alone uh at trn drive-in episode for being a vip but we've got a new episode coming up tonight which is going to be about uh just a bunch of random stuff and a recap of the weekly movie challenge which was to watch a comedy movie two weeks ago <laughs> and uh i've got a little burger king rant to go on well, that will be coming up in After Hours tonight. We appreciate you guys so much for supporting us over there on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash the Retro Network is where you can 
hear our after hour show and of course get keys to that vip vault which has all of our back episodes of the time machine and grocery stories some tyrion drive-in 95 episodes there and our outtakes I, i've got enough mick um pretty soon we're gonna have another outtakes episode well then since we're taking a week off of christmas that would be a good vip show to drop that week so they still have something cool to listen to i think that's a good plan that's a good plan okay well we will see you guys over on patreon tonight if not we will see you right back here next week for our sears wish book episode it's gonna be a lot of fun so hope to see you then for mickey this is jason we'll see you in time have you heard this week i couldn't find a damn thing the big ragu passed away today the big ragu yeah the guy from laverne and shirley shirley's boyfriend oh okay i didn't even see that yeah i saw it when i got home from work this has been a presentation of the retro network